0: Well, good morning, church. Great to see each one of you this morning. And uh, welcome to Canyon Hills once again online. And thank you so much for gathering in your homes, maybe around your kitchen table, watching your laptop, maybe gathered on your couch, watching on TV. But thank you for gathering and continuing to seek the Lord Jesus Christ, our living Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, As we go through this difficult and different time together. So I'm so thrilled to be uh, sharing with you once again this morning, and thank you for tuning in. Today, we're going to continue our series that is focused on the life of Elisha. And from one of the events in Elisha's life, we find out about a really big, a really huge, and an even ridiculous kind of faith, a ridiculous kind of faith that he had and others had. And because of that step of faith that was taken, we find God meeting their needs in an credible, even ridiculous kind of way. You see, they had an urgent need, and God met that urgent need in a fabulous way. And the step of faith that was taken shows us the kind of faith that that God wants us to place in Him whenever we have a need, whenever an urgent need hits our lives. Now, the Bible teaches us, and maybe you know this verse, that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without having a faith or a trust in God, it's impossible to please God. That means when those of us who follow Him We are to be ones that have a faith, complete trust in Him to provide for all of our needs at all times in all ways. We're to have a faith that completely trusts in Him no matter how dark, no matter how dim, no matter how desperate our situations or our times are. And so He wants us to have that kind of faith in Him. And when we place our complete trust in Him, Listen, folks, he's not only pleased with us, but he is pleased to meet our needs. He is pleased to come into our situation, into our urgent need and provide for us. He's pleased to provide for the situations, for the urgent needs of his kids, of his family, of his followers. That pleases God to meet our needs. And the truth is this, when we have our urgent needs that come unexpectedly. And we all have needs that arise unexpectedly. When those things happen, especially during a time like this, when all of us citywide, when all of us nationwide, when all of us even worldwide are doing our best to limit the spread of COVID-19. And yet in doing our best to limit the spread, we also find ourselves being impacted in negative ways that have created new needs that need God's attention, that need God's provision. Well, from one of the events in Elisha's life, we find God meeting an urgent need after a step of ridiculous faith was taken. Here's the setting for today's message on ridiculous faith. Listen up there were three kings who decided to join forces and go fight a people called the Moabites. So there were three kings now and three armies going against just one king and one army. And so these three kings thought, man, this is gonna be one easy fight. Let's go. This is gonna be one easy victory. But as we all know, often things don't work out the way that we had planned for those things to work out. And so, often we think, we've got it all figured out, let's go, let's go do our thing, it's going to work out great, but then things don't turn out the way that we thought, or the way that we had planned. And folks, that is exactly what happened to the three kings and the three armies. You see, instead of finding and finishing off the Moabites, they found themselves marching for seven whole days in the sweltering heat of a desert. And soon they found their supply of water was absolutely depleted. They soon found themselves and even their animals dying of thirst. So suddenly these three kings, these three armies had an urgent need. They had a a desperate need, a significant need. And maybe that's where you are today. Maybe you have an urgent need that arose during this time, and maybe your urgent need is driving you to look up to God like you've never looked up to Him before. Maybe your urgent need is causing you to look up to God and seek God and His wisdom and His direction like never before. You see, when these three kings and their three armies faced their significant need, they had a a new thing happened in their lives. Because you see, they were not seekers of God. They were not followers of God. But during this time, they decided to begin to seek God. Take a look at the scripture on the screen. Take a look at what happened. So the king of Israel, the king of Judah, and the king of Edom took an indirect route to Moab. After seven days, they ran out of water for the army and the animals. So here they are. They're now in trouble. They now have a great, great need. The Bible goes on to say, the king of Israel said, oh no, the Lord has put the three of us at the mercy of the people. In other words, we thought this would be easy, but now it looks like we're going to be the ones being destroyed. But Jehoshaphat asked, isn't there a prophet of the Lord whom we could ask? And the scripture goes on to say, one of the officials of the king of Israel answered, Elisha, the son of Shaphat, he's here. He used to be Elijah's assistant. Joshaphat said, and I think he probably said, hey, I know this guy. The Lord is with him. So the king Jehoshaphat of Judah, the king of Israel and the king of Edom went to Elisha. So when these three kings were afraid their soldiers might die of thirst, what did they do? They went to see God's prophet. They went to see Elisha and ask him for help from his God. Now, these three kings were not serving God. They weren't seeking God. But when they found themselves in trouble, they decided to look up and to seek God. So they say, do any one of us know Anybody that's kind of in good or in tight with God? Do do any of us know anybody who can kind of maybe pull some spiritual strings for us at this time? And that's when one of the kings said, Yeah, I know a guy. His name is Elisha. He's God's prophet. Maybe he can help us out. So they all went to see Elisha. And Elisha asked the king of Israel, Why did you come to me? Go to your father's prophets or your mother's prophets. But Elisha, he listens to their story, he listens to their need, and he goes, okay, guys, I mean, you've been ignoring God all of your lives, and now you want me and my God to help you? Guys, I I get it. You're now in trouble, and so you're looking for someone, you're looking for my God to help you. But why'd you come to me? Why don't you go to your father's prophets or your mother's prophets They have prophets, too. They're not prophets of God. They're prophets of false gods. But why don't you go to your father's prophets, your mother's prophets? Why don't you come to me? But then the king of Israel says, no, God has called us to do this, so we're seeking God's prophet for help. And that's you, Elisha. The Lord has called the three of us in order to put us at Moab's mercy. In other words, we feel God calling us to come against the Moabites, But now it looks like we're going to be the ones destroyed. So then Elisha says, I solemnly swear, as the Lord of armies whom i serve, I wouldn't even bother to look at you or to notice you if it weren't for my respect for King Jehoshaphat of Judah. In other words, guys, you're not even serving God. You're not even serving the God that you're seeking help from like I am. I wouldn't even be listening to you if I didn't have respect for King Jehoshaphat. But then Elisha says this, something that they didn't expect. He says, get someone to play some music. Now, you might be thinking like I was thinking, why in the world is Elisha asking for someone to come and play music now? I mean, is he going to try to give these three kings a good concert? What was up? What was he doing? But the music wasn't for them. The music was for him. The music was for Elisha. Before he began to listen to God and and seek God for what he should tell these three kings, he chose to worship God. And so the music was to help him worship God. And as he worshiped, look at what happened on the screen. While the musician was playing, the Lord's power came over Elisha. And he said, this is what the Lord says. Make this valley full of ditches. You will not see wind or rain, but this valley will be filled with water. You, your cattle, and your other animals will drink. And I'm sure as they heard that, they said, what? what, what wait a minute, Elisha, what? what? We hoped your God would bring in the wind and bring a big storm and rain would come down and we'd have plenty to drink. We had hoped that your God would supply water quickly to quench our thirst, that he would instantly meet our need. Elisha, we're dying here. But Elisha, instead of promising that his God would make it rain, he said this to them, go dig ditches. And I am sure they are saying, what in the world? What are you, dig ditches? Our soldiers are already parched, they're faint, they're weak. But Elisha was saying, dig first, dig first. And I'm sure the kings are saying, what kind of help is that? But Elisha was telling the three kings to have their parched soldiers stand up, step out, and start digging. Stand up, step out in faith, and start digging. He was telling the parched soldiers to take a step of faith by digging ditches. And I'm sure that had to sound ridiculous to them. But then Elisha followed up and he said, Listen, close kings, the Lord considers that, and this is what the Lord considers, filling those ditches with water even without a rainstorm, the Lord considers that an easy thing to do. So just step out in faith and dig the ditches. And then he goes on and he says, In addition, he will put Moab at your mercy. You will defeat every walled city and every important city. So God was saying to these three kings, giving you water is an easy thing for me to do, but I have something for you to do, something I want you to do for me. Step out in faith and do what I'm calling you to do. Dig the ditches, and then because of your faith in me, I will provide for you. So they stepped out in faith. They dug the ditches and then they went to bed. And then the Bible says the next morning, the ditches, look at this, were filled with water. The ditches were filled with water. God provided for their urgent need. Now, as I read that story and as I think about that story, that is one great story, one great at, at true event. But how do you apply that to our lives? Right here. Right now, Well, first, understand that God can send the water, but he may need you to dig a ditch. He may ask you to dig a ditch. You need to understand that it's no big deal for God to send the water, for God to meet your need, for God to provide for your urgent need. And you need to understand that before he provides for your need, he just might ask you to do some ridiculous but it seems like to be some ridiculous step of faith. The Bible says this, just as the body without the spirit is dead, so also faith without works is dead. So God can send the water or that thing that you so desperately need right now. But sometimes he wants to see your faith. He wants to see you dig a ditch and then wait on him. Sometimes he wants to see if you really are trusting in him as God to provide. Sometimes he wants to see you take a step of faith before he provides. Now, listen close. Almighty God that created the universe didn't need those armies to dig ditches. The almighty God that created the entire universe didn't need ditches in order to meet their urgent need. Almighty God that created the universe could have just simply with one word or one swipe of an almighty finger, he could have created a lake bed himself and filled it with water. But it's like God was saying, you show me your faith and I will show you my faithfulness. Listen, throughout the New Testament, wherever Jesus saw faith, miracles took place. Whenever Jesus saw people trusting, we find miracles transpiring. A woman was bleeding, and so she stepped out, and she touched the robe of Jesus, and she was healed. That's ridiculous faith. A man was blind, and he called out to Jesus, blind from birth, and he calls out to Jesus, and he steps out to Jesus, and Jesus stoops down, spits onto the dirt, creates some mud. He, he wipes it on the man's eyes and then he tells the man to walk down to the river and wash his eyes in the river and he was healed. That's ridiculous faith. A man's daughter was dead and he went in faith to get Jesus to come to his home and to heal his daughter. And he was... He was taking that step of faith, and she was healed. That's ridiculous faith. Listen, when Jesus saw their faith, miracles took place. Now, God does the miracle. God meets the need, but he wants you and me to build a life where we are constantly stepping out in faith and trusting him to provide. Listen, God will ask you to take a step of faith, and then he will provide for your need. Once again, you show God your faith, and God will show you his faithfulness. Now, I know some people that say, I want my kids to know and serve Jesus, but they don't bring their kids to Canyon Kids or to the Canyon Hills youth groups On Wednesdays or Sundays, I want my kids to know and serve Jesus, but they don't demonstrate to their kids that God's more important than all of the sports and all of the school homework and extra homework. I know parents that aren't willing to take that step of faith to dig that ditch. They're not willing to to step out in faith and trust God to provide all else for their kids if they get their kids next to him. If they get their kids to make Jesus Christ first and foremost in their lives. I also know people that say, I want more money. But they don't give to God the first 10% of their income, the first fruits of their labors. I know people that aren't willing to take that step of faith and, and dig that ditch and then trust God to still provide for all that they need. And yet he teaches us in the Bible that if we give to him our first and our best... He will give us the rest. And some of you have learned that. You've learned that living on 90% of what you bring in with God's blessings goes way further than living on 100% without God's blessings. The bottom line is this. When you show God your faith, when you take steps of faith in every area of your life, God will show you his faithfulness. From this event in Elisha's life, we learn that God can send the water, but he may ask you to dig a ditch. He may ask you to take a step of faith. And next we learn that real faith believes big, but is willing to start small. Now, most of us who believe in and follow Jesus Christ, I don't think we're thinking big enough, but we are following and serving a God who can do exceedingly and abundantly more than you and I could ever ask or think or imagine. So it's time for us to dream bigger, much, much bigger. We serve a big God who wants to do bigger things through us than we've ever dreamed. And yet for big things to happen, like enough water showing up in the desert to quench the thirst of three armies and all of their animals, you have to start with some small things. Think about this. How do you dig a ditch? (laughs) I mean, how, how do you really go about digging a ditch? Well, if you're digging a ditch back in the time of these three armies, it's just one shovel of dirt at a time. It's just one small shovel of dirt at a time. One small ditch at a time, right? So what do you do when you want a big thing to happen? What do you do when... When you want your big need to be met, your big urgent need to be met, you start small. You start with a small step of faith. The Bible says this, do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. (laughs) God just rejoices when you take any small step of faith, when you just begin to step out and trust him more. Sometimes you have to start small with a small step of faith. Many of you have heard my story before, but many years ago, I had a big vision of starting a new church, but I had to start small. I had to start with small steps of faith. First, I had to say, yes, Lord, I'll move my family to your Belinda with no guarantee that this new church will work. Second, I had to share my vision with our mother church, Rose Drive Friends Church, with no guarantee, I could give them no guarantee that what I was trying to do would really last or start, that it would work. Third, I had to recruit 50 families to step out with me in faith with no guarantee it was going to work. Then I had to train those 50 people to lead specific ministries. Then I had to raise all kinds of funds, rent a facility, hire an architect to prepare that new facility with no guarantee that it would work. Then I had to take another step of faith. I had to prepare marketing and tell the community that a new church was coming to their community with no guarantee that it would work. And then I had to prepare for the very first Sunday and literally not knowing if anybody would actually show up, that anybody would actually walk through the doors of this new church. But 30 years later, we're still here. We're still here. And even though we're meeting online, folks, we're still here. Listen, I had to start with small steps. I had to take small steps of faith. So today, I want to give you permission to think big. I want to give you permission that your big need, think that in your heart and in your mind, think it can be met by my big God. But I also want you to know that big visions become reality when you take small steps, when you take small steps of faith. Now, the three kings had a big vision. They envisioned enough water to quench the thirst of all three armies. But following the word of the Lord through Elisha, they took this small step of faith to dig ditches and then wait, and then wait for God to provide. And then seeing their step of faith. Listen, folks, God did what only God can do. God filled the ditches with water. He filled the ditches. Take a look at this. The Bible says that is what happened in the morning. Water flowed from Edom and filled the countryside. Today, during this unprecedented time, as we all deal with our jobs and our homes and and our health being impacted by the COVID-19 virus, I want to ask you three questions. I want to close with three key questions. And please really take these into your heart. Consider these in your heart. Question number one is this. Do you have a significant need? Like you, do you have a significant or urgent need Like the three kings, we've got to have water or we're going to perish. Do you have a significant need? Second question is this. No matter what your need, are you willing to take a step of ridiculous faith? Like the three kings, are you willing to go and start digging ditches or whatever God is telling you to do for your need to be met? Are you willing to take a step Of faith, even though it may sound ridiculous. Listen close now. If you have a need and you're willing to show God your faith at the perfect dime, God will show you His faithfulness. He's done it for me over and over and over again. I watched him do it in other people's lives over and over again. If we will show God our faith, if we'll step out in faith, if we'll put our trust in our almighty God, he will show you and me, all of us, his faithfulness. And all of God's people said, amen. Third question is this. Are you willing to seek God's help? Maybe you haven't been seeking God's help. Maybe you haven't been seeking God like you should be, but are you seeking God's help? Like the three kings, are you willing to really truthfully seek God and His direction for your life, for your need? Listen close. God can send the water to meet your need, whether it's your job, whether it's dollars, whether it's health, whether it's help with school and kids at home, but He wants you to dig a ditch to show your faith. He may ask you to do something that sounds ridiculous, but will you take that step of faith and wait on God? Second, real faith believes big, but real faith is willing to start small, one shovel at a time, one step at a time. Take those steps of faith, small steps of faith. Show God that you are trusting him, that you are believing in him, that you are waiting on him, and God will show you his faithfulness. No matter where you are this morning, at your kitchen table, on your couch, I want to invite you just now to bow your head wherever you are. And as I pray this prayer, would you repeat it in your heart after me? Because I believe that many of you do have a significant need going on right now. Would you pray this prayer with me and meet it with all your heart? Would you bow your heads? It goes like this. Father God, I choose to trust you to provide for all my needs big and small show me the steps of faith you want me to take then give me the strength I need to do my part to take those steps of faith then help me to wait and trust you to provide I choose today to show you my faith. And I trust that you will show me your faithfulness. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you that you love us more than we could ever understand or imagine. You care about every need that we have, big and small. Today, we place our trust in you to meet those needs. And we pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Lord. Amen. And amen.